for the whole month of October. Anyone who calls in will get put in a drawing to win a PDF copy of Liminal Horror. This is Cockatrice Nuggets with Rich Frazier, serving you up a heaping helping of RPG nuggets straight to your gaming table. Hey, I hope the rain isn't too loud. Driving to work in the rain this morning, try not to hydroplane. Listen to your experience at Pacificon. That's awesome. I can't wait to get to a convention. I, I was supposed to go to two this year and I had to cancel both due to, well, the first due to family thing, the second due to a, a pending surgery. But um, anyway, I, I, I've got tickets laid in for a convention next year already. Got the, the whole diamond package, hotel, everything's already set up for DaveCon in Minneapolis, uh, old school convention. But yeah, all the games you ran sound really cool. And I like to do that, too, do that early morning game or the late night game where everybody's drinking, right? But the early morning game, of course, is more kid-friendly and, you, you know, just kind of a neat experience because you, you grab that cup of coffee, wake up as you're playing, and I, I agree with you that lighter weight games definitely allow people to really chew into their character. Not that you can't do it with a heavier game. You definitely can. But you're not worried about looking and memorizing stats and looking over your character sheet as much if there's not much on there. So it lets you dive into it. Great, great show. Looking forward to your next episode. Take care of yourself. Talk to you soon. All right. So I've got in front of me The Isle by Luke Gearing. Looks like he's worked on Acid Death Fantasy, Fever Swamp, Gradient Descent, all written by him. And Pound of Flesh looks like he was co-writer. He wrote something called The Hacker's Handbook and Behind Closed Doors. He's also written Monsters and... And he wrote Treasures And, and these are two minimalist books. They're exactly what they sound like. They're monsters. I will actually be looking at those later because they are in my DMs kit. And I want to go over my DMs kit. All right, so let's start with The Isle by Luke Gehring. I really like this book. I read a review that said it reads like a novel. I've actually heard a couple since then, maybe one, I guess, that says it reads like a novel. It indeed reads like a novel. This thing is great. I really liked reading it. It was a short read. Let's see here if I can get my arms up here without hitting my mic. It's very sparse. Okay, there's a lot of white space in here. I don't know. I'm bad at estimating words. There's like what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like eight paragraphs on this page. So I don't know, like 30 words a paragraph. So 240, 500 to spread maybe. I, don't, I really don't know. I'm so bad at it so bad at estimating that stuff but even the maps they're just like i don't i don't even know what to call these gradient black and white smears with big numbers in them they are very minimalist there's no art right this whole thing is just text there's a you know a few tables in here for encounters and then the only pictures are these these minimalist maps that help you i don't know organize this stuff now one thing that i like about this so i've read this after I ran the Iron Coral from Into the Odd. So it had some similar things in here. The Iron Corral had descriptions that were bullet points. And then after the bullet points came, became like arrow points, right? So you had a right passageway, left doorway, down, shoot through the floor. And the map was also very, very sparse and didn't really connect to the numbers very well, which I, I heard there was a couple problems in this book. I think I noticed them. I don't remember this specifically, though. If I did, they might have been different ones or it might have been fixed in this printing. Although, no, this is the first printing I got this. I pre-ordered this. Nice. So let's let's read a little bit of this and you can see why I like the 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 the, the way it's set up, the way the rooms are set up. A warm light radiates from the chamber. And this is what the players see. There's a little symbol there, a circle with a dot in it. 
An intelligent flame in a cage of blades, it moves silently like an apex predator. It observes, flickering and raging. As one approaches the cage, the flame diminishes to a warm, inviting glow. Decorated helm, full-faced, unmarred, is visible in the flames. The blades of the cage are an ancient make, short and leaf-shaped. A simple pull is enough to disassemble it. Released, the flame explodes forth to attack its full force. Desperate defeat. The flame crackle, cackles like laughter. Successful strikes hit the lump of blazing coal at its heart. Hit die one, AC eight, one flesh, zero grit. All nearby take 1d6 damage each round from its radiant heat. On a damage roll of six, its target is set ablaze. Helmet within the f within is fireproof. 1,000 HS, it's a currency. 20 swords comprise the cage, 15 HS each. East, an open passage. South, the smell of rich char. West, corridors to the north and south, the sound of distant grinding. So I've got everything right there for my room. The reason I like this so much is it tells you what these, like, it's sensory inputs for the corridors. Here, east, a corridor, corridor leading to a junction. West, heat and orange light spill down the corridor, right? That's from 13. 15, the smell of old seawater. That's what the room smells like. Downward, the smell of old seawater. West, a crossroads. Entering this, the smell of old wet horses, the sound of dry, grinding teeth. North, a slight breeze, a glimmer of sunlight. East, a door marked with a herd of horses. South, warm, open corridor, dim, orange glow. The, the whole book, like, I love that the passageways are marked, first of all. And what I really love is that they're described as well. I, I've, been, I've been thinking about the next thing I write that is going to be something like this. There was an idea that someone had on a podcast I listened to. I can't remember. It's the guy doing Gary's Appendix. But he had this idea of dungeon cards, kind of. It was more like, it wasn't cards, it was pages, like at the Monstrous Manual from 2nd Edition. And you would be able to swap rooms out. I'm trying to wrap my head around that right now. And if I could combine these two things, then that's probably the next thing I'm going to write. If not, it's going to go more this direction. Really simple, really, I mean, either way, it's going to be really simple and it's going to have descriptions on what is going each direction. I just can't figure out a way to do that with the cards or the pages. I want to do it with cards. I want to do like a little tiny notebook with index cards all like hole punched together. But the aisle, I really love the way this thing is written. There's no introduction. It jumps straight into what's going on. All right, this is, this is it right here. And this is like the description of showing up. The isle is, is tiny, a mere 40 acres of foreboding rock and low grasses. Seen from the sea, the monastery buildings stand adjacent to the peak of the isle, lit by a fire atop a tower. The monks never let the fire go out. Cliffs rise above the bitter sea, mauled by waves and weather. Fallen stones, just like Frisian horses, big enough to skewer whales. The abbot knows this because he has seen it. Pulling a boat close to the cliffs is nearly impossible. Climbing the stone, though difficult, seems quite simple in comparison. Boats accessing the isle use one of the three coves, east without the fearsome spikes found elsewhere and able to fit a single mast ship. From each cove, steps cut directly into the stone and fringed by hardy plants lead upward. Once a month, Siorin, a fisherman from the mainland, delivers supplies, messages, and oil to the isle. He does this for salvation. He killed his father to inherit the boat and her crew. At night, he listens as the wind moans for revenge and the sea beckons. That's it. That's your introduction. That's it. And then it jumps straight into 
area descriptions and people descriptions and the monastery and then the dungeon. It's you don't know what's going on until the end of this. Like the the, the reader does not know what's going on until the re- the the end of this. You could, if you chose to, pick this book up and and read it and run yourself through it. It's you don't have to jump ahead and read the room to give a description. It's set up so you know where directions you're going. The maps are really simplistic. They don't give anything away. This would have been a really fun choose your own adventure kind of book. It's got a lot of body horror in it. I think I'm running it for Halloween. I'm I'm pretty excited about this, and I don't know how it's going to work yet. I think I'm going to have them roll up different characters. I might use a different system. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do yet. It's written it's written for the vanilla game, so I might take a look at that and see how easy that would be to implement. I'm running Stars Without Numbers right now. That stat block I read off converts easily to Stars Without Numbers. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to run it, but I think I'm running it for October. It's it's just a little too long for a one-shot, and I'm running a bunch of one-shots in October. Every week, I'm going to run one one-shot at the D&D group I go to. Uh, I'm going to be running Mothership. I'm going to be running Liminal Horror. I'm going to be running Morkborg. I'm going to be running Trophy Dark, and then maybe... Well, definitely something else because there's five weeks, but I haven't decided exactly what that last week is going to be. I think it might be another Mothership adventure. I might wait and have something prepared for each and see who likes what. It might be another Liminal Horror adventure. I'm looking at Liminal Horror and really liking it. Liminal Horror and Mothership are like my two favorite games right now, and I'm not big into the horror genre. I just love the way they use the rules to enforce the horror. So I don't have to do it. We could be doing goofy shit, right? But the rules are enforcing the horror and it, it really comes through. I like it a lot. I like them both a lot. What do I want to talk about? Oh, I also got something else in the mail the other day. I was very stoked to get this. Although the Amazon packaging was shit. It was in a large box, probably uh, a foot and some by 10 inches. And uh, yeah, packaged very bad. You can almost see it on my shelf back there. Oz by Andrew Kolb. He did Neverland and it was amazing. It was an amazing update to the Neverland story and transferred very well into a setting. I'm very excited about this book. I have barely cracked it open. It is it is freaking beautiful, just like Neverland though. I'm not one for glossy pages, but the colors he uses, the the images, the art, it all fits in here very very well right here. First page, what's going on? And it's the same thing with Neverland. It's got all the factions, the timeline, what's going on, how to run it, uh, the lands, advanced rules and mechanics. And this is written kind of for 5e. There is a stat block later on. This is generic map maybe making for, it looks like rooms or buildings, buildings, not rooms. I think like from what I've been reading and what I'm seeing here, this is going to replace Vornheim for me. And I'm very excited to be replacing Vornheim. I've got another book called Into the Sesson Citadel. And it is a, I haven't finished it, but it seems like if if this doesn't completely replace Vornheim, then those two together could. The only thing I don't like about this replacing Vornheim is it's freaking huge. And 
What are you going to do? It's beautiful though. This book will not fit in my DMs kit. There is a lot of stuff in here though, right? We've already kind of gotten out of the stuff that I'm going to find useful. Let's take a look here. So that's the cast. Here's the land. Oh, let's go to the easier than flipping through. I mean, flipping through is prettier, but all right. So the cast, the land, resources, random tables. Here we go. Adventures. Look at that. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine tables of adventures. Let's go check those out. Let's see what they are. What was in the, here it is. Here you go. They're small tables, D6 tables. Adventures against. Do I got a couple D6 here? Oh, yes. Conveniently I do, huh? One, two, three, all fours, huh? All right, six and a three. Let's see what that gets us. Protect an escape text test subject as they flee to a safe house. And three, capture a mole before they leak evidence to a newspaper in the archives. See, that's very good generic stuff, right? And they are kind of themed to the factions. Oh my God, there's a list of animals. Bring me targets for a quest. Ceremonies, character traits. Yeah, this is, oh my God, this is beautiful. This is, this is going to, this is replaced Fortnheim for me. This is, yeah, that will go in my sealed collection of things I don't talk about until much later in life. Oh, locations, lodging events, loot, NPCs, magical occurrences, plot, personality, relics, rumors, a hundred rumors, environmental secrets. Haunted, luck, ritual site, tunnel system, sanctuary. These fit in right with Mike Shea's tags, system, location tags, individual secrets, debt, feud, business. Street quirks, what's wrong here? Where is it? What year is it? And, oh, he's got a sketchbook in here. This is, damn, the last... They're not numbered. The, the last like 20 pages are sketches. Then we've got this. This is a different texture of a page. Oh, it's perforated. So it looks like it pulls out. So we can got the anger turtle, clockwork boxer, coal mine canary, magic bones, gentle blacksmith, and the ringmaster. A quick reference. I, I'm not going to try these out. I, <laughs> I'm not going to try these out. There's my rumors. What was the quick reference have here? Personalities, time travel, exploring, factions. And the time travel here is between neighborhoods, overground stops, underground stops, wild region areas, streets, and rooms. How long is it going to take to explore a neighborhood, a wild region area, a street, a room? These are generic things. Here's a quick political hierarchy of Oz, which you can translate to everything else. Living expenses per week. Name. I'm sure they're, let's see, Lastro, Fidi Morobe, Yupana, Pasolide, Pasolide. Rago, Bartland, Divide and Conquer, all right, Shock and Awe, Lavish, Crumbs, Henry, Marie Cassette. There's so many names you can use in there. And oh, this is what I feared. The map is inside of the book. Can't really tell what the difference between those two is. One's really zoomed in, and one is really zoomed out. It's just got the outskirts districts. Yeah, I am in love with this book. That is pretty much my flip through of it <laughs> from when I got it. And yeah, it's it's freaking gorgeous. I am stoked that this came. I, I pre-ordered it. I 
didn't think it didn't remember that I was getting it. And when the Amazon box came, I was like, what's in this? And I picked it up and I felt the book slide around and I was like, oh, this is a book. I know exactly what this is. So stoked to freaking have Oz. Andrew Cole, thank you very much. Gotta say, this is one of my, you're one of my favorite authors now. Very, very cool stuff and so much to work with. Like I, I'm never going to finish this book. This book is not very, I mean, it's big, but it's not that big. And it's just packed full of stuff. You saw how dense that writing was. The layout is amazing. I don't know. Is there anything else I can say about it that's good? Let me read it. Let me read it. And then I'll come back and tell you what else is good in here. All right. So a week or two or three ago, the Purple Worm podcast started talking about what's in your DM kit. And those of you who listen to the show know that I have been spending a lot of time on this. And I just wanted to kind of go through. I don't know if I had gone through what was in my DMs kit when I put, to get, put it together. So here it is. This is my DMs kit right here. This is a book. I cannot remember the guy's name. Oh, wait, it's right behind me. Look, if you can see to my left here over my left shoulder, there's one, the Lich, Pit, pit Fiend right there. And then right over here is one that says eye wizard that is off my screen and you cannot see but the eye wizard put this together he is in france he hand does these boxes and they are amazing i i'm sad that mine is fraying right here but that's my fault so all right so i am running a game right now so this is a map for my game i'm not sure why i put the campaign notebook in here i think because it fit i think this is leftover from the the convention. I just crammed a bunch of stuff in boxes. Uh, the campaign notebook. I guess we can go through this one. There's one down deeper. But it's basically exactly what it sounds like. It's a campaign notebook. It's got some useful tools in here. It's got random rooms, runes and delving sites, dressings, doors, fill in the blanks for my own stuff. It's got hex. It's got squares with locations. It's got tables along the bottom. Let's see here. More hexes with tables along the bottom. Notable PCs. This has got dots on it instead of lines, which I kind of like. Notable PCs, threads, rumors, settlements, missions, more hex and grid, and then a repeat of dungeon kind of hex setup with the random encounter tables and notable PCs, threads, missions, and settlements. And these just keep repeating until the end. Uh, one and two. And ideas, brainstorms, just a couple of blank pages. And then in the back, we've got D88 Wilderness Encounters, D88 Dungeon Encounters, and D88 Settlement Encounters. So I haven't, I haven't been running an improv game lately, so I haven't been using stuff like this, but I like to have it on hand. Put that behind me here. And here, Loot Gearing, Monsters And. This is what I was talking about earlier. This is a... A simple book. Look at that. It opens right up to the middle. So this is just, this is like the simplest monster manual you could have, right? <clears throat> All right. So we've got Griffins, HD7, AC is leather, damage, 1d6 plus 2, beyond, vanishing, larger, dream, tear, flesh, bone, splinter, clarity, the horses in two halves, talon grip, and away. The eyes of a bird contain only flat madness. The horse continues to scream. I... Dude, his writing is so evocative. Lizard Folk, HD2, AC is change. Chain. AC is chain. Damage as weapon. Though anthropo anthropo through, through anthropophagy, they have come closer to resemble human in all spectrums. 
Traveling to them, you will find unheard of villages full of long, unblinking stairs. Living statues, AC 8. AC is plate, sorry, HD 8. AC is plate. Damage, 2D6. Some are able to hear the stone. Most stone does not speak much, but there are some that insists. They desire transformation despite the cost. The pain of a thousand chisel strikes. The assumation of another form. Those who create such life are sure to die young and miserable. Many with snapped necks, crushed ribs, and broken spines. Hey, there's so much good stuff in here. Bandits, what's he got to say about bandits? 1d6 relatives grieve. Close enough to know you did who did it. Basilisk, black pudding, chimeras, centaurs, doppelgangers. HD3. AC as armor. Damage as weapon. Begin with the face next to the hair, the tip of the fingers, the nails of your fingers. Make an opening at the top of your skull. Open up a hole at the base of your skull. This is where you leak out a vessel wait, awaiting someone to be poured in. It, it's so evocative and it's so simple. Tiny as well. So it fits right in here. Right? Half my side. And then we've got treasure's hand. And this is the same thing except with treasure. Let's see here. What do we got here? We've got magic rings. The false gift. It is tradition of kings and lords to give gifts, gifts to their companions. Of course, such gifts are not gifts. They are purchase of fealty. Why should a lord not benefit more than this? In the absence of gifts, they would be deposed swiftly. As long as this ring is worn, the one who gifted it receives plus two to saves and improves their AC by two. Right. And then down the side here, we've got coins, goods, artifacts, maps, and magic rings. And magic rings is like magic items in general. So we've got magic staves down here. Uzalin, a short, stout rod of iron. Patterns revealed meteoric origin playing across the surface. The air is always cooler near Uzalin. Grasping it with a glo glove is likely to result in, without a glove, is likely to result in skin freezing to the surface. Uzalin speaks audibly in short, clipped sentences. It wants only to aid the wielder, hoping to be rewarded with destruction. It does not believe itself to be of this realm. It is correct. Deals one to six damage. Those who are wet take an extra plus two from the bone aching cold. Those supernaturally vulnerable to cold take 2d6 damage instead. Once a day, haste, invisibility, lightning bolt, ego two. So again, something super useful for me to carry around. Not doing, again, not doing improv campaigns. So a lot of the stuff in here, I'm not using at the moment. I've got two decks of cards in here. I have, I believe these are science fantasy. Game Master Apprentice cards. I went over these when I got them in. Let's see here. What are some belongings? Emergency gear, heart starter, long range calm, unit deployed shelter. Yeah, these are the sci-fi ones. And they've got a lot of different things on them. That you can check these out on DriveThru. There's a free download that has the anatomy of the card on it. Basically, we've got one of each die. We've got likely odds and a oracle. We've got a couple symbols over here. We've got, what is this, sound, sight, touch, and smell. A couple symbols across here. Belongings, names, a catalyst, like lost all memory or petty theft gone awry. Virtue, a vice, and a location. And I've got a, a sci-fi set right here. And then I believe this is the generic set. This is the generic set. All right, and then here's my campaign notebook. This is, <laughs> I like it much better this size. The text is a bit harder to read, but I can hold it at, you know, half an arm's length and read it just fine. Of course, we've got Careless Wilds, D66 
these 6,666 all-purpose means. So yeah, this is, Troike uses mean, which is kind of like, what's the monster's attitude? It's usually a D6 table. These are kind of generic means. And there are tons of them. Glib, fair, entangled, enthralled, jovial, lenticular, material, quadraphonic, omnivorous, precise, taunt, or taut, not taunt, no, tront, verdant, wiggly, zealous. Yeah, and there's a place with to make your own. And yeah, I like the idea of having this many ideas for an encounter that shows up. In fact, I need to pull that book out for most of my games. Now I've got two Chronicles in here. These were one of the early back Kickstarters I backed, and I've gotten a lot of use out of these. First, I've got Malloy's Almanac here, and basically it's got a calendar. It's got traveling encounters. It's town encounters for shops, taverns, and one of hosters. It's got loot. It's got riddles and it's got random NPCs. Let's check out these shops here. I haven't looked through this in a while. Yeah, 14 different shops. All right, 15 different taverns, 17 different books and tomb, tomes, 18 different magic items, 20 different riddles, and 20 random NPCs. And then the back's got a list of names, which is great set up by fantasy races and then imaginarium is kind of like a i don't know like a gm inspiration book i guess i haven't used this one as much you can see me testing pens on there see that bleeds through so i didn't want to use that yeah it's got some dyson maps in here for inspiration and then eventually we'll get to a spot where there we go we can make our own maps and honestly, it doesn't look like I've used this that much, huh? Adventure outlines. This is one of those things that, yeah, I don't really want to work right in. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, we've got, let's see, issues, characters and factions, danger. Oh, these are, these are like fronts from Dungeon World. They just didn't call them that. They call them issues. Secrets, ideas, and uh, yeah, ideas and notes. So if I... <laughs> If I used paper more, this would be fuller, but I generally use World Anvil to keep my notes in. So this is actually probably something that I should leave out of here because I don't need it. So I'm going to put that aside. Put it in my random shit box to the side. And then, of course, we've got the D30 sandbox all the way at the bottom. And if you don't have this, this is something you need to run out and pick up right now. This has got everything you need to run a sandbox taverns settlements city guards settlement backgrounds herald regenerator castles and keeps road encounters magical places settlements off course weather conditions this guy's got so much stuff in it and he's got some great worksheets um the hex crawl worksheet this thing is beautiful i've copied this so many times i've reformatted it so it's more to my liking the way that the hex grid is set up i've have a template for this in World Anvil that doesn't really include everything here. I mean, it's there, but it can be deleted out and easily changed around. It's got a mapping key, which I've used a lot. A settlement worksheet. It's set up like a grid instead of hexes. NPC record sheets. I've got so many of these printed out floating around, stuck in the computer on World Anvil, and I love it. Adventure generation tables. I had no idea this was in here. I would use this more. Would have used that more. 
great. New Big Dragon Games has a selection of these D30 things. D30 Sandbox, D30 Dungeon. I think D30 Dungeon is D30 Game Master or something like that. He's got a Psyonix book. He's got a creature book. He's got something else. Anyway, go check them out. New Big Dragon. So that's your homework. New Big Dragon. Go check them out. All right. That is, let's go ahead and stir these up a little bit here. And I'm trying to be a little more physical with this, this campaign that I'm running here. So let's go ahead and put everything back in here. That is my right side. We'll move on to the left side. This is my notebook. This is a, it came with a Statler pen. That is kind of, <laughs> kind of why I bought the, bought the notebook, but it is a dry erase notebook. It also has these clear sheets in between, which are sticking to the pen for some reason or sticking to the ink for some reason. Next page to that. No, I probably just threw it down when it was wet. Yeah, there's a little ink bleed over there. But so I could, I don't know, draw something on the back and then fill this in. I don't know what I'd do with that, actually. But it's very cool. I like it a lot. I like it a lot and have used it a lot. This got a lot of use at, this gets a lot of use every Sunday. I sometimes use it even here while I'm running online. I used it a lot at the convention. I use it for every single game. I love it. These are my noteboards. I don't know if anybody's seen these before, but they are basically a bunch of three by five cards laminated together. So when you unfold them, they make a giant play mat. And they have a hex and squares on one side uh, put together. It's interesting. It's, it's hard if you're looking at one to not see the other. And then they're blank on the back. So I used to use these for taking notes too, because you can, you can unfold it just partially, you know, and take notes on it and then fold it around kind of like one of those Rubik's Cube magic boards. Let's see what else we got in here. I have blank 3OI5 cards with a grid on one side and blank on the other. They are arc punched into a ring folder. This is kind of what my idea for the dungeon cards was, was it, this is exactly what it was. So arc ring hold, and then a grid on one side with a room and maybe a description. And then my problem was trying to figure out what was going to go on the back, right? And it have to be something like generic to dungeons. So I was thinking like a like a list of encounters, maybe kind of a general general theme of whatever dungeon they're pulled from. I I don't know. I'm still still trying to work it out in my head how that would work. Because the big thing about this is I'd want when it's open to have a control panel layout, right? But then you're going to have to have too many cards. You're going to have to have a front and a back that are on separate things, right? Because the control panel layout won't work if you're looking at the back of one card and the front of the other. So I don't know exactly how that would work. Definitely thinking about it though. I've got Into the Odd and a couple character sheets. I have three character sheets, four character sheets. And I did this little pocket mod of Into the Odd. And this is my crappy version because the text kind of rolls over the crease. But yeah, I've got pretty much everything in here to make a character for Into the Odd. And uh, the rules are super simple, so I don't even think they're in here. You'll probably redo this with the rules on the front. And then I've got the rest of this stuff is just stuff for Freebooters on the Frontier. So, oh, there is an Into the Odd character deep in there. So I've got my Judge pamphlet I made. I've got a couple books that I need to make a couple more of. I've got a couple books that I don't need to make a couple more of. And then I've got a shit ton of people's characters in here. I ran a big game on Sunday. It was, I don't remember if it was eight or nine people, but it was big. It was a lot of fun. It was my last of the introduction adventures. And now next week they are going to be off on their own. So I'm going to be using a lot more random resources. So I'm pretty, 
pretty stoked to be getting into that. And that, folks, is my dungeon. I have also a all rolled up around here somewhere that is basically I got pens, dry erase cards. They're like three quarter size playing cards, maybe, and dice. And that is all I need to DM. I carry it around in a messenger bag. And what else do I have in that messenger bag? I've got a couple things for my phone. I have a little stand that'll stand my phone up. I have a computer, a mouse, and yeah, that's about it. So I am pretty, pretty set on my DM kit. I like it, although I haven't used it a lot. I, the tools in there are things that I use. So yeah. It's, I'm glad I got to go through that and actually pull something out, make it a little thinner. So that's, that's it for me today, folks. Yeah. I, I heard something the other day that I kind of liked and I want to share that with you, with you all. And what was it? It was speak your mind, even if your voice shakes. Take care. Swordfish Islands was having a sale. So I couldn't resist getting something that I've wanted for a long time. Packed well, of course. Oh, there it is, oh my God. All right, who's the author on this thing here? Dirk with a Vengeance. This thing's beautiful. This is a mothership adventure. I mean, it's much, much more than an adventure, right? It is gorgeous. And I got some other stuff too. Silent Titans. This is sealed shut. Ooh. And then, oh, I didn't know it was this big. Oh, oh this book's so beautiful. Look at that yellow. Oh, I got a bookmark. I love Dirk's art and Silent Titans is so fun. I've never got to finish it. I played, I played one session of it and they pooped out, but yeah, I'm excited to get into this and maybe run this sometime soon. And here is what's in the envelope. Nope, lost some stuff. And it's sticking to me. <laughs> I have to get rid of that tape somehow because that envelope is beautiful. Oh, stickers. Stickers. Oh, character sheets. Yes, it uses Into the Odd. Oh, so many stickers. More character sheets. And then maps of all the areas, all the dungeons. So pretty. I wish this was in a booklet so I could hang each and every one of these up. And then minis. So I'm gonna have to cut these out. Very cool. Very, very cool. 
like I said, stoked. Want to start editing your audio and video but just don't have the time? Try Descript. Descript's an all-in-one audio and video editor that makes editing as easy as using a Word doc. You upload your recordings straight into Descript, or you can record straight into Descript. It instantly transcribes your file into text, and then you can tweak it with the text or using the media clips. Edit out filler words and silent gaps with a single click. Uh, you can record your screen and webcam presentations and video messages and edit out mistakes before publishing. Using pro features such as non-destructive multi-track editing, live collaboration, auto-captioning, exports, and much more. Descript is what I use when I edit my podcast. Not that I edit my podcast. Got an affiliate link in the description below. That's all the nuggets we've got this week. Show notes available at slackernerds.com. Want to reach out? Send a voice message using the link in my show notes, the Anchor FM app or website, or email me at cockatrice-nuggets at gmail.com. Check out my new streams on twitch.tv slash jerry247. As always, you can use my blog at Slacker Nerds to get links to my Patreon and all my other socials. Come join my new Discord server. Links in the show notes. This podcast is ranked via iTunes, so leave me a review and some stars there. Share with your friends or shout out from the rooftops. However you want to get the word out, it's great for me. Thanks for listening.